Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This is Weather Insider for Friday, July 12th. Hard to believe. Episode 95. And you betcha. Since I am starting it, we know Evan is not here today. Once again, we have Brett Anderson. You know, Brett, it was about a week ago that you and I were starting to talk about this system, about how we had an upper low that was going to be coming into the Gulf of Mexico. And this is the homegrown brew that we see this time of the year, June in the early July. You love that word. I love that word. Yeah, and we're starting to get into the doldrums of the tropical season. That'll be July 15th through about August 15th. So this storm is on the tail end of our early season development. Yeah, that doldrums reminds me of back to school already. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but you know what? When it's back to school, you know what's not far away. The NFL season. <laughs> right? That's right. Right? Well, we have a special guest with us today, uh, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 13, uh, KTRK in Houston, Texas. It's a pleasure to talk with uh, Travis Herzog uh, today. And uh, Travis, boy, uh, when you think about tropical systems and being uh, in the crosshairs of uh, slow-moving tropical systems and widespread catastrophic flooding, certainly Houston comes to mind. Yeah, we we are uh, sunny in Houston today, but it is fresh on our minds. It seems like just yesterday we were dealing with Hurricane Harvey. Of course, we didn't get the hurricane part of it. That was Rockport, but we got the devastating rains. And since then, in a post-Harvey Houston, we are very sensitive to any time there is rain in the forecast because so many people still have some awful memories. There's PTSD is a very real thing down here. Mm-hmm. And so one of our jobs right now is to almost be the chief reassurer of the city when things aren't coming our way, even though they may be close calls. And this is, looks like be one of those situations for us. It's a close call. But we're probably going to be okay here in Houston. And, and Travis, really quickly, uh, could you update our our, uh, our listeners on where Houston is after the recovery from Harvey? And I'm sure there's still signs of the devastation that occurred. Absolutely. Um, some good friends of ours uh, live a neighborhood away, uh, was devastated by the flooding of one of the bayous. And they just moved into their house um, a week ago, uh, two weeks ago. Um, so here we are almost two years after Harvey, and there are still folks that are still trying to decide what to do with their flooded house. Some of them are still sitting there. Uh, some have been gutted and not remodeled. Some have been remodeled. Some have been lifted. There's there's construction ongoing around all the bayous and creeks that run through uh, Harris County, which is where Houston is located. And, uh, you know, it's for good reason that we're called the Bayou City. We have 26 different watersheds across our county alone of different different creeks and different bayous that that run through so for those who flooded which was you know a considerable amount of people um there's still a lot of them dealing with the aftermath of harvey those that didn't flood moved on a lot longer ago but the signs are certainly everywhere it's transforming the looks of neighborhoods near the bayous you see like a 1950s ranch style home that's been lifted 10 feet off the ground Uh, and so the entire first floor is just cinder blocks concrete and brick uh to prepare for 
uh, what we hope will never be another flood, but we know where we live and what can happen around here. So people are getting smarter, they're building higher, or they're just completely tearing down and, and, and moving out. Uh, so Travis, so what are your own personal thoughts uh, on Barry? Well, we've, we've been talking all along about Barry being a major rainmaker. Um, and it, you know, it looks like there's no way out for Louisiana right now to get those, yeah. um, those really high rainfall accumulations and, and they're no stranger to it either. So the year before Harvey hit us, they had a no name storm that dropped 20 inches of rain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're no stranger to what's coming their way. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people, um, I think more of us are catching on to this, right. But, um, people are so afraid of the winds when it comes to a tropical mm-hmm. system, when it's the water that's killing yeah, people. Exactly. Right. It's the inland flooding. It's the storm yeah. surge flooding. Thankfully, storm surge doesn't seem to be as big of an issue with Barry, right. uh, given how disorganized and large that circulation is. It'll have a hard time wrapping up, but we cannot underestimate the water. We have to respect the water. And when you've got forecasts calling for, you know, what, what's your AccuWeather max at now? 25 24. inches? 24, yeah. 24, 24 yeah. inches, okay. Um, that's going to do some serious flooding problems. And with the Mississippi River already swollen, yeah. uh, it's, it's just not a good-looking situation. We're certainly going to hope and pray for the best out of this one, but everything that we're seeing is pointing towards another one of these catastrophic-type flooding episodes for the Gulf Coast. You know, Travis, and, and, and you bring up an excellent point, uh, this, the lower Mississippi has been in moderate to major flood stage uh, for weeks. In fact, Baton Rouge, I think they've been in major flood stage uh, at, at least for about a month or two. So that is something that uh, I think people that don't live in Louisiana uh, don't know that the ground is already saturated, the rivers are already very high, and that's what makes it such a, uh, a, a major flood situation to begin with. It is interesting as, weather, as well, Travis, you and I were talking, and Brett and I talk about this all the time. I, I think as a community, we do an excellent job in forecasting the paths of these storms. I think we continue to get better and better. But you know, Brett, and and I want to get Travis on this, what's the one area where where I think we have to be honest about it? Yeah, We're not very good at predicting intensity, Intensity. Brett. Yeah, that's right. So we we try to get the impacts. Right. You really focus on the impacts because the intensity obviously is still challenging at this point, especially with a storm like this. Yeah, Travis, from from a a local meteorologist that has been in, let's call it Hurricane Alley for years, you've seen a lot of things that have, I'm sure, surprised you dealing with intensity. Yeah, I mean, let's take a look at Umberto in uh, 2007, right? Um, one of those little tiny storms that in one day went from nothing to a hurricane overnight. Um, and that, that caught a lot of people off guard, including us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've seen large storms like Ike come across the Gulf, yeah. and they really didn't intensify like they could have. Um, and then, of course, you've got, you've got Harvey, um, which on a Wednesday was a tropical depression. On a Friday yeah. was a Category 4 hurricane making yeah, landfall in Rockport. That was. And, you know, what I've always learned, the one thing, I, you know, I always look at two things. Wind shear, if you don't have that, and if you don't have dry air. But even with Barry, we've had both of those over the last two days, the wind shear out of the north, the dry air coming in. But, boy, it seems like just when Barry gets out of that little area, in a snap of a finger like you were just talking about, Travis, it goes from little to all of a sudden lots of convection. Right. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. certainly possible. Uh, You know, the thing about Barry, to get a little – 
weather geeky here is it's reminded me more of a subtropical storm so well, far. Well, absolutely, that, yeah. That large rain-free center, the yeah. maximum radius of winds displaced so far. Um, but it looks like it might might be in the process of trying to transition right up before yeah. landfall. So I think yeah. it's a good call by the Hurricane Center to have that, that yeah. hurricane warning out. Yeah, looking at the visible satellite, you can really see the wind shear has diminished near the center of yeah. circulation at this point. So that may allow some of these thunderstorms to get closer to the center, and we continue to see intensification before land. When I talk about these subtropical systems, this is the way they get early season development. It's the interaction between the jet stream and the tropics. You need that little extra spark. And I talk about, Travis, that these, these subtropical systems, it's like you when you get out of bed in the morning. You're a little slow and a little groggy until you get that cup of coffee. But when you get that cup of coffee, you're ready to go. Yeah, and when we're no stranger to that kind of development either. Uh, think back to 1983, Hurricane Alicia, somewhat of a similar setup where you had storms over the continent of the United States, dive south into the Gulf. And three to, three to four days later, you've got a Category 3 hurricane making landfall on the west end of Galveston Island. Um, so these are always things we have to keep an eye on. And, you know, for us in Houston, um, we've we've really been, you know, trying to, show people the range of possibilities but then go with this is now the most likely scenario because um you know people want to know everything that we know when we know it and so we want to give them the range but we also want to zero in on this is what's most likely going to happen given all the data that we have out there from what we're analyzing to what we're seeing in the computer models and from the hurricane hunters yeah so really what we're looking at now we've actually upgraded uh the prediction for barry to make landfall as a category one hurricane saturday morning and then continue moving up towards the north again we don't really want people to focus on the track so much more so on the impacts and as you said travis rainfall is going to be the big deal with this yeah and it's it's louisiana no doubt is ground zero um, here in Houston, we've been trying to get a gauge on, okay, we're going to have some impacts, but they're not going to be the serious kind that are across the state line. No, so no. what I've got my on for Houston is it looks like there's going to be a convergent zone of a feeder band of some kind that wants to drag across our, our local uh, area of responsibility uh, coming up Saturday night and Sunday. And even those feeder bands, you got to keep your eye on those because they're not moving quickly, and they can dump a lot of heavy rain in a short period of time. Absolutely, and again, those are very tough to predict. Several hours out, they can appear out of nowhere, so that's something we have to keep an eye on. Again, we do expect Barrett to continue moving northward and weaken uh, through the day, Saturday, Sunday, into Monday. But again, when we say weaken, yes, the circulation is going to weaken, but the heavy rain is going to continue, and we are certainly concerned about, again, widespread flooding right up the Mississippi River Valley, up into as far north perhaps as uh, parts of western Tennessee. Yeah, and, and a lot of questions I've been getting too, this is, this is prime vacation time, right? And there's a lot of uh, travel that happens along the I-10 corridor east and west at this time of year between Texas and Florida. And I've had people say, hey, we're in Destin, Florida. We're supposed to drive back on Saturday. What should we do? Or, hey, we're, we're supposed to uh, leave Houston Saturday morning, and we're supposed to drive to Gulf Shores, Alabama. What should we do? Um, I don't know what y'all are saying, but, but we're saying that travel is definitely discouraged this weekend with that storm pulling up north through the state of Louisiana. I agree 100%. Uh, roads, uh, some portions of I-10 may be underwater. Uh, and, again, driving through any of these heavy downpours, visibility could drop below 50 feet and again that's also a concern so yes i would uh, probably be best to wait out the storm at this point 
Hey, Travis, this is uh, Ken Prell, Director of Audio Services here at AccuWeather. Bernie actually had a run out doing a live hit right now on the sure AccuWeather thing. Network. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you very much for uh, joining us here on Weather Insider. Travis, for everybody who wants to follow you maybe on social media, how can we do that? Yeah, my, my uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram handles are all the same. It's at TravisABC13, at TravisABC13. Excellent. I know you are, are very busy right now, so we really appreciate you taking the time and joining us here on Weather Insider. It was my pleasure. And, Brett, I know we kind of uh, really focused on Barry and the uh, Houston area right. and, and everywhere it's hitting, but uh, got the rest of the country we want to look at. Any spots that we should be looking at this weekend? Well, again, uh, through the course of this weekend, most of the focus, obviously, is going to be on Barry down across Louisiana. And I, one thing I didn't really talk about too much, uh, Ken, is the wind impacts uh, of Barry. Now, we are looking at wind gusts uh, between 60 and 80 miles per hour across a good part of southeastern Louisiana, uh, especially uh, late Friday night through the day on Saturday. Uh, again, damage, well, probably minor structural damage with gusts like that, but we are concerned about tree damage, which can certainly bring down power lines. And so be prepared for power outages, certainly which could last days, if not longer. And again, this concern goes all the way up through uh, the Mississippi Valley into uh, parts of northern Louisiana, even perhaps even northern parts of Mississippi uh, through Saturday night. So that's one thing I want to f talk about. Okay, excellent. Uh, what about the rest of the country? Anything to look at this week? The rest of the country, just a lot of heat coming into the eastern U.S. Again, next week, uh, we're looking at uh, Accuar real field temperatures, 95 to 105, Tuesday, Wednesday, in the major cities across the northeast. Uh, out west, fairly typical heat in the southwest, some showers in the northwest, northern plains, just random thunderstorms from time to time. All right, excellent. Well, you can stay on top of all of this, of course, AccuWeather.com. Download the AccuWeather app. Uh, watch the AccuWeather Network. That's where Bernie Reno is right now, so you can follow him. Brett, thanks so much for uh, joining sure. us. Uh, again, we'll be back with Weather Insider on uh, Monday. Uh, Evan Myers will be back. Hopefully, Bernie will be back from the uh, AccuWeather Network. We'll, we'll see then. So, But uh, have a great weekend, everyone, and uh, thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.